Good morning, good evening, everybody. This is Jay Danae, your host of Hoptivities. Welcome back to all my usual listeners, and welcome to all my new listeners. I just want to thank you all for joining us. I'm very, very excited about this episode because it is featuring one of my favorite people. And I'm just excited to just talk to her. So this is basically you all getting a glimpse into, you know, one of our normal conversations. So um, enjoy. But I just want to start by introducing her. Her name is Jashans Ricardia. She is... She's almost a graduate of name the school. Uh, John Amico. Woo-wee. She's about to graduate. Um, She is a mother of two beautiful children. And she is a soon-to-be owner of a beauty salon. Just putting that out there even now. So just to let you all know. She's taking clients as well. But anyway, so if there's anything that, <laughs> if there's anything I left out, you can, you know, tell them a little bit more about yourself if you want to. I think you pretty much summed it up. Um, I'm in the process of everything now. I think you pretty much summed it up. And I think they'll know more about me doing a um, podcast. Right. Okay. Well, let us begin. So, Deshondra. Please tell me, what what is your definition of resilience? Uh, You know, it was funny because when you uh, actually was telling me about it, I had to think about it. And I I wanted to put it in my own words of, I think resilient is uh, basically like uh, going through stuff and overcoming it. So like, kind of like living life and just... uh, bearing with the rock strong you know what i mean so that's what that's my take on resilient you know never giving up keep going you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. i did have to think about that i agree with your definition though and one thing that i wanted to point out is that i really believe that a lot of people love to wear that label of being resilient like oh i'm such a resilient woman i've just been through so much but a lot of these people who have been through so much and claim to be resilient, you can literally tell that they've been through so much. Like they wear it all over themselves through their dysfunction, you know, being aggressive, constantly making bad decisions. And so yeah. like those kind of patterns, that doesn't yell resilient to me. Resilient to me yells, I have been through stuff. I've learned from it and I'm now making better decisions. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of people, there are certain people on this planet who have been through more than others but i really commend those people the ones who are able to bounce back and bounce back even like coming back even better yeah yeah but like i was saying like everything is is a process too like you said like you you go through a lot and you kind of shut down but then like being resilient is like okay i went through this i learned from it now i'm better Mm -hmm. you know so you just i wouldn't say it's hard I mean, it is hard, but um, once you get to that place, it really builds character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is, what experiences have you had or situations you've been in that almost made you feel like you were not going to make it out? Um, I would say, honestly, um, having a kid young. 
So like when I was 16, of course, like I had uh, my daughter. And the reason why I say that is because I felt like life was over. Like life was over for me. Like it was no coming out of that. It was no making it better. Um, it really took time for me to be like, you know what, I'm okay. I'm fine, and and I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm I'm not the first, and I'm not gonna be the last. You know what I mean? So, I I believe that was the time where I was just like, you know, this this is it for me. Like, cause I it it, it made me not be a child anymore. I had to be an adult, like, cause I it wasn't just about me. It was about somebody else, and I couldn't like uh, ask somebody else to step. Well, I mean, I did have help and support, but I wasn't dependent, always dependent on that because at the end, at the end of the day, it's like mainly me, you know? Right. So did people's opinions or their own worries, did they, did that add pressure to you or on you? It did as a child. It did because, um, it was like not even people looking at me. It was looking at my mom and my mom's parenting skills. Well, how could she let this happen? Her daughter's this way, and then she's at church. She's at this, and how you know? I think that's what made more so made me upset because it wasn't even just me being the talk of the conversation, but it was just like my mom and and who I surround myself with. And you know, it, I wasn't just to blame. You know what I? And being young and everybody's looking at you and, you know, oh, because my mistakes show, you know what I mean? Versus so everybody else that make mistakes and nobody really know. But mine, like, it was like, it was plain as day. So it, it was. But now me being a dog girl, I do not be caring. I don't. I don't care at all. Because it's, I did it. And it's, I'm not going to stress over something I can't change. I can't change it. I can't go back and change it. All I can do is just learn from it and just keep going with life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So in what ways did you grow up during, during that time in your life? What made me grow up fast was I had to like know what was my next move. And me being a kid, we don't really know. You know what I mean? So I had to know, okay, when I get out of uh, high school, I'm just going to work or am I going to go to college? And then when I did go to college for a psychology semester, I liked it, but it was like, who, how can I provide for my daughter? Now, I had a mom, I had a grandma, but they could only do so much, so much, you know what I mean? And me being like a mom, you want things for your children that a lot of people, they can give her what she needs, but I want to give her what she wanted, you know what I mean? And I wanted to be the mom. I wanted her to know that if you need anything, you come to me first and not just like grandma, great grandma, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what, that's why I had to really grow. I had to change my mindset a little bit. I couldn't hang out all the time. You know what I mean? I had to I had to be at home with my kid. I had to wake up every two hours. I had to just grow up and kind of come to terms with reality, too. You know what I mean? Everything wasn't fun and games no more. It was, like, serious. Listen, I but I, I really, really commend you for shifting your perspective during that time because I know it had to be difficult because in, in some aspects, of course, like you said, you had your mom and your grandma, but a lot of that the, a lot of that what caused you to like make the decision to grow up it had to start from internally you know what i'm yeah. saying like you had to literally decide to grow up instead of 
you know, let me do a little bit here and there for my child. Like, no, this had to, this maturity had to like spike to a different level for you to be an effective parent and to just be an effective you outside of being, you know, a mother. Yeah. So like having your, your children, how did you learn how to prioritize yourself? Like going after your own dreams? Because I felt like, it took me a while, Jay. It took me a while because my mindset was on some providing, providing, providing. Like I gotta, I gotta get out of my mama's house. I gotta do something. And I realized, and I think um, I had to pray about it. And I had to realize that, like I, I had a grandma. I got sisters. I got brother. And I had a, a mom. Knowing that I had that support, that I still could be able to uh, go after my goals and my dreams. You know what I mean? So. I think that's what made me kind of like, you know what, while my grandma is still here and I'm still at my mom's house, this is an opportunity for me to go after my passion. And my passion is not only going to make me happy, but it's going to provide for my kids. That's beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) You know, I I had to just put trust in him. You know, I had to just kind of like keep the faith, you know, even though my faith do fall, but... I have to constantly bring myself up and be and encourage myself because I was looking for encouragement from others. Like, tell me I can do it, but then it's me. I can tell myself, girl, go get it, you know? So, but it's, it's not easy. It's a process, but I'm doing it. And well. Thank you, honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has this process been lonely at all? It, it has. It has, but I, I feel like, and I had recently learned this because it, it gets lonely, but I think um, elevation requires uh, uh, isolation. You know what I mean? So I, and it just kept going in my mind. Like you got, you have to be by myself. And it was plenty of like relationships or even like with friends where I was forcing it, like, girl, like, come on, like, like, and stuff just wouldn't work. And I knew it was because I had to be by myself and I was nervous because I felt like I couldn't, you know, I'm not used to being by myself. So I I had to really kind of like, you know what, if I want what I want out of life, it requires me to be isolated. You know, like, it's so close to people. And I always kind of like, because I'm the friend, I'm going to put your feelings before mine. And I'm going to help you. I'm going to support you. I'm gonna, the best way I can. But I have to do that for me now, you know. Wow. I, I think that was something really good to point out. Because I think, especially amongst, like, young people. I mean, it could be anybody. But especially amongst young people, when it comes to taking that moment to prioritize, like, your purpose and your passions and things like that. It's this fear of... What's going to happen when I'm focused on me and doing things for me? Like, are people going to leave me? Are people going to feel like I'm being um, uppity or selfish or whatever it is? But there is a such thing as healthy selfishness, like where you really have to prioritize you for a season or for three seasons or whatever, just to get to where God wants you to be. Yes. You know, you hanging out with 50 people like that's going to be there years down the line. But it shouldn't be, it should not come at the cost of you doing what you need to do for you. And uh, I think that that's something that like a lot of people can relate to and they need to hold on to. Like mm-hmm. so the so- socializing is going to be there. 
But your purpose at some point, like, or your drive is going to expire if you don't hop on what you're supposed to do in life. It, 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 that is so true. And I had to, I had to realize that, Jayana. Like, men, I had to realize that with men, like, they're not going to be extinct in two years. Like, you don't, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to be there. Whether you're 32, 50, or, you know, 25, they're going to be there. So just focus on yourself. Because I have to come to terms with, because the man that I want, he doesn't want me. Not right now. You know what I mean? So why... I elevate myself so when I elevate myself I can raise my standard yep. you know and to what I want it to be you know I can't sit here and say I want a man like this I want a man like that I want a man like that and then you ain't got nothing but kids you know what I mean so yeah. just that's why I said I'm, I'm not doing any relationship right now because I'm getting myself together so I can get the one I want but I, I feel that strongly. And I was going to move into that area too with you talking about like how in certain points of your life, especially in transition, like because transition is very, very, it's like up and down and inconsistent. Like, you know, you don't know where things are going. It's just all you can do is just work hard at it and hope that it works out. But yeah. during those moments, that's that's when you really, really desire to have like, that partner or have somebody there affirming you and or just have like that love and that romantic relationship to lean on sometimes. And at times it causes you to settle. For me personally, I wanted one season, I wanted a boyfriend so bad that I was willing to date dudes who had nothing. And I mean, not even ambition, like, oh, I want to do this. I desire this. It was just, I mean, whatever. It's whatever. Yeah. You know, there is more to life than that. But um, can you remember any times where you just settled out of maybe you were tired or like maybe you just really desired something so badly that you just would go for whatever? It was um, it was a it was a time with my son's father that I felt like, you know what, I'm on my second guy I'm having a child with. And um, we, we, I want this family to work. I was, I was, I felt like I was forcing it and our energies didn't match at all. You know what I mean? Like I wanted something and I felt like he really didn't want, he wanted it, but he didn't want it. He didn't want it as bad as I did, if that makes sense. Like he, he wasn't fighting for it because I felt like he got comfortable with kind of always being there because I was so convenient. So it was like, I really don't have to try for you. I don't have to take you out on dates because you're always here, mm. you know? So I kind of settled with being pushed to the side. Yep. I kind of, because I felt like, okay, this is my little family. Or I felt like, you know, I have a child with him. So let's just try to make it work. Let's just, you know, I think he's on the same page. I was more so confused. I was, I was, I settled with confused confusion. I, I I had to come to terms with I had to come to terms and say that I wanted more. I wanted I want more. You know what I mean? But if I want more, I have to get myself together. So did it ever feel like like especially while you were with your um son's father, did you ever feel like there was no or nothing better than this? So I was just I should just take what I can get. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know what? Um with that was I was comparing him a lot. Mm. No, so when I would go out with someone else, I would say, 
okay, he's not doing what he used to do. And he not, you know, and that's how, and I had to say to myself, you know what, the reason why you're doing that is because you're not over him. Force yourself to get over him with, with someone else. You're trying to use this man as a band-aid. And it's not working because you you can't stop thinking about, you know, my child's father. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I had to kind of take a break and just kind of heal a little bit. So I wouldn't always have to compare him to someone else and have someone actually be themselves around me. Mm-hmm. They, people feel that. People feel like, oh, she didn't really like that. Or she maybe I should change myself. Or maybe, you know, and, and they're not. They're used to being someone else around me, so they're not me. You know what I mean? So I had to stop that. You said something yeah. really good, though, about how you can't use a man as a Band-Aid. Oh, yeah. I don't understand where that started. Um, just this idea that a relationship or a romantic relationship is the very thing that could help you get over anything else. No, And it's, it's like there's more to life than rom than romance and i you know for me of course my perspective is a little different because i've never actually been in a relationship but i have survived up until now so i know that it is possible to move forward in your life without having that man or that woman during that specific time like yeah i personally think that your alone time is very very crucial or important to the process to where you know getting to where you want to be because you you're you're in a mirror at all times at this point you don't have a man or a friend there to distract you from working on what you need to work on so i just really believe that people should value those alone moments more than um more than like hating it you know it's beneficial i had to learn that jay because you know, a lot of people, including me, run from healing. healing. You know what I mean? Yes. So instead of through it, we got to go around it. We got to go find somebody else to make us feel better. We got to, instead of just saying, okay, let me go through this healing process because I learned the healing process is ugly. It's ugly. We don't want to know the truth. We don't want to just uh, reevaluate ourselves. We don't want to just meditate and work on ourselves and just kind of, you know, look at ourselves in the mirror. We don't want to do that because it's it's ugly, you know, but has to go through it in order to love someone else. I said, next time I get in a relationship, I want to love him properly. I never, I felt like after my last relationship with my son's father, I couldn't love no anyone else properly until I got over that. You know what I mean? Or I, until I elevated myself. So those two together, I was like, okay, once I get those two together and I'm fully okay, I'm fully healed, and my process is, is getting greater and I'm to my goal, then it's like, okay, now I can get a relationship. Now I can love you and only focus on you. Right. Yes. I, so now I want to know, for you specifically, what okay. does a healing process look like? Because you, you you said something very key, something I spoke on the last episode about, just how ugly healing is. <laughs> and it's not what people portray, you know, from movies especially. Movies and television shows, you see a woman go through something very, very drastic in her life, like maybe a breakup or she loses a job, loses a family member or something like that. And you see a very small amount of time that she's going through that 
processing of let me, you know, move through or navigate through what just happened to me. But mm. right at the brink of it, that's when the man come in. Mm-hmm. Like she's, you know, just peacefully going through the healing process. And then the man comes and then life has changed and everything's better now. Right. But that is not reality. It's not. <laughs> not reality. For real human beings, especially for women, healing looks a lot different. So what did that process look like for you? Uh, the process um, of healing for me was being alone and meditating, meditating, being by myself, taking a break from motherhood, taking a break from friends, taking a break from, you know, being underneath a man all the time, just really being alone. And nobody, and like I said before, putting a mirror in front of me and saying, because sometimes in life, it be it be you. And it can be you. And you have to kind of just reevaluate yourself. Because it's changing your mindset. Kind of like, we're not living differently, but viewing things differently and doing things differently. You know what I mean? But the process, because I'm still in the process of it, not even just uh, hurt from men, but hurt from you know, friends or uh, heard from childhood or heard from family, like that whole process where I felt like it was a buildup. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, Jashandra, you can't just explode. You can't yeah. just, you know, you have to have a conversation. I tell people, talk to you, talk to yourself. I talk to myself, not enough, not like a crazy person, but you know, I get along. I just be in a, be in a bathroom. I just, cause it sounds better when I'm, when I'm talking. And I can hear it, you know, instead of being clustered in your mind. And it makes you feel less heavy. Like you like you, li- you lifted a load off when you can actually vent. Even like with somebody else. But I just feel like it's better with you or with God because you get no judgment. I think he makes you see things clearly when you, it's just you and him and you're just talking. And when you leave that bathroom or that place, you kind of, you feel like, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. But when you get to that, I think I'll be fully healed when I get to that place where it won't bother me as much. Right. You know what I mean? Like it don't, it doesn't bother me, but it does still a little, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be able to just talk about it and just be like, okay, I'm good. I'm all right. But I don't, I don't feel like I'm at that place yet, but it's, it's, it's a process. I think everybody has their own, healing process that makes them feel better and not self-medicate the, themselves with men or alcohol or drugs or anything it's just simple self-meditation yeah I, and that's i feel like that's the best way to properly care for your soul or just yeah. for the condition of your heart and your mind because like from in my experience and my more of my issue has been relationally like with friends especially like this season of my life because things are changing swiftly so like certain relationships are you know dying down and you know it's like god taking off certain scales and things you can't take with you um but like you said about knowing that you're healed once you're able to speak about it and not still feel that pain that's where i am now where i want to you know testify about how i was able to navigate away from unhealthy relationships and into healthy ones without yeah. being, you know, without the anger coming back. Like, 
oh my God, this person betrayed me. Oh my goodness, she used me. They talked about me, like all of these different uh, things. I want to talk about it as if it's the past and it will never return again. Yeah. I think one of the good things is, like you said, to meditate. And another thing is to like get wise counsel, which is why I'm starting therapy at the end of October because I'm ready to walk out of this. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm at the last level. And so I need a little, you know, I need more guidance, somebody who knows more than me, you know? So. I said the same thing. I said, I just need um, a therapist or a counselor, you know, just that some, like you said, someone that knows a little bit more than you, you know what I mean? Or a mentor, you know, cause it, it, it still, it still hurts, but you have to take care. Like you say, your mind, your heart. And then I also learned you have to take care of your spirit too. Your spirit gets sick. Yes. I it just, Jayana, it hit me like a ton of bricks, uh, bricks the other day. I said, my spirit is sick, and I felt it because I wasn't um, feeding it. Mm-hmm. You have to feed um, your spirit with knowledge. Um, you can read the Bible. You can pray. And I was so busy to the point where I'm exhausted that I kind of put God on the back burner. You know what I mean? So my spirit got sick. And not only that, giving your, your spirit these different other spirits that make it sense like these that makes sense. soul ties or anything like that like that would take from your spirit as well because now you're not dealing you're dealing with your own demons but you're dealing with someone else's too you know what i mean so it got to a point where it was like wearing me down and i was at school like what's going on with me like what like i just felt so heavy but when i when i got home and i prayed and i read the bible and i got with god I felt new again. Like I mm-hmm. felt refreshing, like, like a refreshing, just feeling. And I said, well, I think my spirit was just sick, you know? Yeah. Yes. I, I listen, I can definitely attest to that because God is meant to be your like refill, you know? And of course yeah. you're supposed to have like a consistent devotional life and, you know, congregate with him daily but you know how life goes like work picks up school picks up you're a parent you know so it's just so many things basically eating away at your energy it is so without that moment to really be refreshed by him in mind body and spirit you're drained yeah drained i think that's what it was i was completely drained and always just being there for other people it was taking a toll on me it was it made my, I felt my spirit getting sick. Just, sometimes stuff like that just pop up in my head and I just be knowing it be God, you know, like God telling me like, you need to work on this. So yeah. Yeah. And it's just so funny how comfortable we get with putting people before us. Yes. Like you can spend your time working, trying to push yourself forward. And then at the same time, work to push everybody else forward. But you don't, you hesitate to take that time to rest or take mm-hmm. that time to fully focus on you. And it's, it's much easier said than done to start telling people no, or mm-hmm. I can't do that. Or just, just really, really been strategic about how you spend your time and things like that. Cause we've grown to be so like, we get filled by being needed. Like if I, if I help push you I I feel better about myself. But how do yeah. you feel at that point when that person is soaring 
and then you're still sitting there tired. Mm-hmm. Not you don't even have enough energy to put into your craft. Yes. That's so true. That yeah. is so and then after a while being drained, you start to make bad decisions. Because you don't have you don't even have like the I don't know the wisdom anymore. It's just like <laughs> it's drained. Yeah. Drains your mental. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, um, yeah, it's it, it drains you mentally. You know what I mean? Not even just physically. It drains everything in you. So kind of, and then you get so used to doing it. Like I'm used. To, it gets to the point where you don't even know you're doing it until you can feel it. Like later on, like I'm really drained by this person. It happened today. Um, at school. Well, she didn't really drain me. She just was like really negative and I just was having a good day and she was just like I was trying to listen to the story about your mama and all that but you, you're kind of killing me over there. you know sometimes it's okay to like you said have uh be healthy what she says like uh healthy selfish being yeah healthy, healthy selfish uh-huh. anyway but yeah Yep, because you matter as well. Like <laughs> you have to remember, we all matter. You can't, you can't love nobody properly if you drained. Mm-hmm. You know, not loving yourself properly. So that goes with any anybody, friends, loving. I can't, I couldn't take care of my kids if I didn't love myself enough to just be like, okay, I'm gonna be a good mom and take care of my kids. You know, so it just it comes with a lot. At any point, did you ever feel? Like you were undeserving of happiness, and by happiness I mean like success, relationship, just joy. I think after my second, maybe my second son, because I was like, okay, I'm not married, and I kind of felt like I was deserving of uh, ordinary life at that point. I didn't shoot as far as I'm shooting now. Like my goals and my dreams kind of went ordinary. Just, Lord, just let my bills be paid and let me just move out and, and work a job and be okay. I didn't feel, I felt like my dreams were really, after the second child, it was really like, okay. You really, it, it was like ordinary goals now. You can't shoot for the impossible or or anything. So I would I would say that made me feel like I didn't deserve a successful life. I felt like I deserved a mediocre life. So how did you get to that point where you realized that this is what I want and I'm literally going to pursue it? Because I had, I had to come to the realization, Jayana, that people, people that have the life that I want, why can't I get it too? Why can't I get it too? Why can't I have that? Oh, because I have kids. And then, honestly, me going to hair school and always kind of being in, encouraged and, and going there. And I had a teacher that was like, you can do this. And hair, you can make this happen. You can make this happen. And it kind of opened my eyes bigger than... Because before going to hair school, people told me, you ain't going to make no money off hair. You ain't going to do this. You ain't going to do this. So it made me sit back and think. But me actually going and seeing all of the opportunities that I have for being a cosmetologist, it made me... it it expanded my my mind to a lot of things. I said, I can still chase my goals with my kids and be successful. I, I, I strongly agree. Like, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to have, like, you know, prosperity. Yeah. Like, of course, you know, there are so many stories you see of women who they have children 
and then you know that's it oh it's always like what if or I could have been this if I didn't have children like stuff like that like and I personally don't feel like life stops yeah it does right if anything that gives you more drive because now it's not just about you yeah it definitely and then uh I was fortunate to have the support you know what I mean? Well, I can still uh, kind of still live my life and go to school and be able to not have to pay 150 for babysitters and stuff like that. I, I didn't have to. I have that support. A lot of people don't have that support, but that's that comes with you thinking before you have kids. I didn't, I didn't think before I had kids. I didn't say, look, shoot, let me have kids. So I already know I got a grandma at home. But um a lot of people don't have that but you can still have a prosperous life though you know what i mean it's just this, the process gets slower that's all yeah. it's slow it's not as fast it's not it's not just you so what would you say to 16 year old chandra all <laughs> her like starting out like she at this point just found out that she was pregnant what would you say to her, the future? I would tell her I love her. I would tell her I love her so much and that you will get through it. It's, it's going to get challenging, but you will get through it. And to pick her head up, because the 16-year-old me was so depressed, you know, so just down and, and was blaming everybody but myself. So I would tell I would tell myself to, to just keep going, keep going. And it's okay. It's okay. That's what I would tell myself. Do you think she'd be surprised seeing you where you are now? Um, I would say yeah and no. No, because I always I always had a I always knew I wanted a job in the creative field. I always knew that. So I would say she wouldn't be surprised that I would be doing hair, but she would definitely be surprised that um I'm I started school and I'm actually finishing it. So I think she would be very surprised about that. And the way that, um, like, if I was to tell her my goals, I think she would be shocked at how well I have it planned out and how excited I am. So I think she would be surprised at that. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. But how do you feel looking back at the progress you've made within the last two years? I've learned that I am not responsible. And what I'm and that's something that I had to work on. Well I well I wouldn't say I'm not, I wasn't responsible. Um maybe two years ago. Um I had my son is three, so I already had my son. But I wasn't responsible with money. I wasn't responsible with uh being keeping jobs, being at work on time because I just wasn't interested. Cause um I'm the type of person if I'm not interested in it, I don't really put effort into it but i didn't come to the realization that this was a lot of people aren't interested in working in fast food or interested in working in a warehouse this is just something that they needed to get by but i was just so spoiled and so just like irresponsible compared to now i'm more of like organized i'm more responsible i'm more i'm budgeting i'm 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 taking care of my credit score i'm i'm being an adult you know what i mean so yeah that's that's I would weigh those differences definitely uh, from two years ago, and that's how I know I will uh, be put in a better place because my mindset is so different than just always hanging out, hanging out, kicking it, kicking it. You know, okay. I'm more okay. It's it's time for business. It's time to do better. You know what I mean? Because I'm not I, I'm not really 
that far from two years ago. You know what I mean? In two years, I'm supposed to be like, girl, I'm all the way up here. I'm gone. I'm, you know, but I'm not that far from where I was two years ago. So, yeah, but I'm going to get there, though. Yeah. Listen, the progress is all that matters. Just the fact <laughs> that you can literally see I am not where I used to be, but I know that I still have work to do. Like, that's humility. Yeah, it is. So ultimately, you're proud of yourself. I am. I'm proud of And don't get me wrong, I get down. And like you said, I do get lonely, but I have to be the one to encourage myself. Not, and not look for it in other people to tell tell me that I'm okay and, and you, then life is going to get better. You know, I'm, my situation now, I feel like I should be just so like, oh my God. But I'm I'm so encouraged and know where I'm going in life that doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Well, what would you say just if somebody asked you for advice, just like a woman, a young woman who is pretty much just lost or maybe she doesn't know what her purpose is like what advice would you give her um i would tell her um first i would ask her what it what she's good at because me i'm I'm a strong believer and your gifts will make room for you yes so whatever you're good at if if it's hair if it's uh talking to someone because everybody everybody has a gift you just Mm -hmm. have to find so i would tell her to find her gift and see how she can expand that gift into something that could that she could profit off of or that could make her happy. Well, I am very, very happy that we were able to have this conversation. This is exactly what young people need to hear. And because this this series that and this is um part two of a three part series, because yeah. this series is about like learning how to choose you and focus on you yeah healthy way i think that we touched on some things that sometimes people are afraid of to talk about them you know just being transparent about certain decisions you've made because you weren't sure about where you were headed you know i've made a lot of terrible decisions because i didn't fully know what direction i was headed in and i knew where i wanted to go but I also knew where I was. It's it's weird. It's like I knew where I wanted to go, but I didn't like what type of steps I would have to take. So I just settled instead of working. And yeah. I mean, who who does that? But that that's just doing yourself such a great disservice. Like, you yeah. know, you owe yourself that kind of investment. Yeah. So this this whole series about learning how to invest in you properly and just the process that goes into that. It's not just about Every day I get up and go work on my business. Like, no, investing in you is what are you doing to keep your mind healthy? What are you doing to keep your soul healthy? What are you doing to keep your body healthy? How are you? You have to be uncomfortable. Yes. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable. I agree. It is a great, first of all, you don't get anywhere you desire to be staying in your comfort zone. Yeah. So just for anybody who's listening right now, Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you are a person who is hell-bent on getting to your destiny or getting to that place where you'll finally feel fulfilled in various ways, you will have to accept that you'll be uncomfortable at times. So, um, yeah, I really hope that all who are listening were uh, blessed by what we discussed today and by Deshandra's transparency and her opening up the way she did yeah Um, 
So, Sandra, what what can people look forward to? Uh, what what do you have coming up soon? Actually, um, looking forward to graduation as far as like uh, now, but um, in the future, uh, definitely success. Oh, just success, 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 success in the hair field. I got a lot of goals and dreams. I have to. I can't really elaborate too much on it because uh, I just uh, we feel like if I talk about it too much, it's not gonna happen. That's just something I just be doing, but. Just uh, much success. And I know I'm going to have to bump into a lot of no's before I get the yes, but I'm looking forward to a lot of uncom- uncomfortable moments. But I'm ready to deal with that, to be successful. That's what people can look forward to, me being successful. I agree. I love that. Thank you. Yes. So you all who have been listening, thank you so much for joining us today. You can find Jashandra's work on her instagram yeah i will be posting her instagram names uh, under the description of the video so you all will be able to press and explore her page and hopefully book her and until next time you can definitely be watching seven keys management instagram for more updates for other projects so i love you all and good night